Wee! Oh God, I'm so tired. Wee! End. That's how Impact seemed to go this week. Started with a bang. Got a bit soggy in the middle. Found some energy and, st- and finished strong. Quite a lot of stuff that I liked. Some stuff that I didn't like because I just don't like that stuff. And then some stuff that actually surprised me. Keep doing this, Impact. I like surprises. Not those results from the genitourinary clinic. But, you know, surprises. So let's see what we got. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, you've got to put your big stuff up first, ain't you? Particularly when your headliner is a female women's match. That's great to see. So put your other big exciting match right at the top. And it is. Trey versus Bay versus TJP for Rohit's number one contendership and he's there at ringside because the stipulation is whoever wins the triple threat has to step into the ring with Rohit afterwards didn't get that last week I don't think I think that's an addition and it just carries on with his um, I want to keep the belt by any means necessary now this should be a great match do you not think well you're right it was bloody marvellous they started earlier, early on. The nice springboard arm drag. There was uh, there was a a, um, a roll through to cover from from Trey. Lovely and smooth. Baytuck took both of them down with modified DDTs. And Miguel Trey Miguel sent the uh, the foggy head. He sold the sold the foggy head very well, right to camera. TJP hit a. Um, a sharpshooter on Trey, who was on top of Bay, he then reached back, cranked the neck in a camel clutch as well. And as he got the camel clutch on, Bay's worried face was a picture. Fantastic. Rohit's cheerleading all this time. Come on, guys, you can do it. TJP catches Bay off the ropes and does the double guns, finger guns. He uh, he blows on them, puts them in his pockets. Very nice. He also hits th- uh, three amigos. He hits the, t- the suplexes. Very nicely done as well. And TJP has been giving us most of the offense in these matches recently. But Trey also comes off the second rope. Bay is hung over the rope, so he stomps on Bay's back, but he still grabs hold um, of TJP's arm takes him over. That's lovely. And Trey came off the top into a lovely low cutter from Bay. Looked looked disturbingly dangerous, and it's lovely. That's a close fall for them. TJP gets a cross arm breaker on Bay, then segues to a leg lock. He was really smooth throughout this match, but while he's doing that. Trey comes off the top, hits the knees onto TJP, out of nowhere for the pin. I never would have expected it would be Trey. I would have thought one of the others would have got that. Great to see. What's not so great to see is an immediate match where, uh, because Trey is tired, Rohit rolls him up, grabs the trunks, cheats for the win. It's a a, a 5, 10, 15 second match. 
and we could have done with a bit more to be honest I know it shows that um, Rohit is a cheating champion and that feeds him very well to the work he's doing but I could have seen a few minutes on this one particularly after such a superb match it seemed to devalue it and that's a shame okay here's EY oh do we have to yes we do the usual Popeye promo but hang on what's this a really good line from EY and he said to Rich Swan, you chose the road less travelled. You know why it's less travelled? I'm standing at the other end. That is pretty fabulous. I mean, it's just an oasis and a sea of mundanity for EY at the moment. But maybe that's going to, perhaps he's going to give us something more. Oh, what we don't want more of is Caleb. He's speaking so quickly again that I can't hear what he's saying. Trying to get an interview with Dashwood. She comes out. He mentions some procedures she's having. You shouldn't be up yet. She comes out and says, I'm ready for the match. And he speaks so quickly and with such affectation that Josh and Madison have to repeat one of the lines afterwards so that we can hear it. That is not good work. Okay, time for a match. Kimberly versus Susie. Great, tough match. Kimberly has real chops in the ring. At the head of this match, Rain said this uh, took place in one of the locker room talk segments that she helms. They did the call out there. Do you know, I'm some kind of booker. And Josh couldn't help but laugh. It's lovely the interplay between those those two at times. And they started this match with some nice characterful comedy work, chatting with each other, uh, bowing to each other. Kimberly does her lovely strong offense, including a crank on the leg and a lean back, which uh, Susie sold by screaming at the top of her lungs, which is fabulous. Um, there's all this stuff around. Susie going back to Sue Young and reverting. And there was an Arachnarana move in the corner, which, of course, has echoes of Sue, of Sue, uh, Sue Young. And Kimberly, but then Kimberly falls straight off and manages to segue immediately into a lovely Boston Crab. That is fabulous work. And it's rewarded by a rope break, and so it should be. That's a brilliant piece of work. And Kimberly is a kind of sleeper brilliance over the last few weeks on Impact. And then Kimberly hits a great big power bomb. There's a kick out. Goes to the top for a swanton. And uh, then Deanna Perazzo, who is a big piece of nothing in my view sometimes, has come out. She's involved. Um, she hits Kimberly by mistake. And Susie hits the, the, the panic switch and gets the win. Sue Young slightly comes out, then goes back in because Kylie Ray, who's also there, is coaching her to the, the side of the light. Of course, at the end, Perazzo comes out, brutalises Kylie, puts an armbar on Susie. Kylie Ray attacks back and then says, we're going to fight at Bound for Glory. Which would be great, but I can't see Kylie Ray winning. I can see her putting up a good fight. And Perazzo's all right when she's fighting. 
It's just the other stuff she does, which I find really quite a bore. Talking of quite a bore, it's Heath. Here he is doing a, one of his videos. He's got the money to do it. So he's doing the stuff. He says, you know, I've got kids, you know that. But hang on. Oh, this is better. He says, you know, I can go anywhere I want to. Cue a security guard coming up to him saying, excuse me, sir, you're not welcome here. That's lovely. Then he brings in Rhino. Ter as it says on the bottom of the screen, Terence Rhinosaurus Gerin. He's reading it off an auto cue and very nicely done. Then he shows you who supports the Heath for Impact hashtag. David Hasselhoff, Flavor Flav, Nancy Kerrigan. It's great, and it's um, it's lovely work. Um, that this is the kind of freewheeling comedy that it's needed, and I'm so pleased they finally uncorked it. Then we get Dilo Brown called Delorean Brown here, who you know can do a lot of work, and gets angry that he might get that Heath might get his car repossessed, not by that wrestling repo man, by a real repo man. We finish with his kids. They are so sweet, so cute. And one of the the older ones says that his dad's been do, his dad's been doing this for fourteen years, and he doesn't know how to do anything else. That is a great segment, and about time, Heath. It surprised me, and I like those surprises. Okay, Good Brothers, Machine Guns, Rascals in, lots of chat about who's going to fight who. Meh. EC3 promo against a brick wall. Meh. Ty and Rosemary planning the, the wedding. Meh. Bravo has his wedding plans. He has his groomsmen lined up. Double meh. Let's get over this. Let's get through it. Good. Oh, to Brian Myers. Well, it, even that's better than the, the wedding, isn't it? Not, not really. Not when you have him overturning a promo table because he gets angry at being called a cheat. Tommy Dreamer comes out and says, this is a new start for you. Clean that up. He refuses to. It's like a sulky teenager. Unless they're going to play it like that. And at the moment, it didn't look as if they'd written it well enough for that. It just looked like he refused to clear some stuff that he dumped off a table. Mainly paper. That's not the way to put over your um, WWE cast-off heel. Hopefully, he'll get better. If Heath can, he can. Great, we've got the Deaners. They're in a match with... Oh, EY's out. And he brutalises Cody. And Jake attacks. And he gets a sneak attack on Jake. And then he brutalises Cody some more. And it goes on. And on, and on, and Eddie Edwards comes out, and EY ends the segment in the way he usually does, on the walkway, brandishing the belt, saying something like, it's my world, or it's my time, or something like that. You know that line you did earlier on, EY, when you were a little bit better? You just cancelled that out. You do nothing... That's out of the ordinary. And by God, we need that these days in wrestling. As a champion, you are a non-event. And that's not good. Okay. RVD with Forbes. 
That's the bad side. Versus Callahan. That's the good side. But you know what? This was a really good, brutal match because Callahan can do that. And RVD came to fight this week. Stipulation is if RVD wins, Katie Forbes gets five minutes alone to do what she wants with Callahan. I know what you're thinking. I don't think it's that. And it was a good match. It, at the outset, Callahan got him outside, got RVD outside, brutalized him. That's his area. Forbes then got involved and turned the tide. RVD hits a lovely rolling thunder on the outside and then locked in a leg scissors. That was really nice to see. Slow it down, give us some wrestling. Of course, Callahan breaks out of that and attacks RVD's ankle. And they both went for the eyes. You know, these people will both take the low road when they can. And it's that's good to point out to us. Callahan hit a sick looking DDT. He really hit it. And RVD ended the move because of the momentum of it standing on his head almost. That gets a near fall as it should. But in the end, Forbes sprayed hairspray in Callahan's eyes. And RVD gets a great body scissors roll up. That is great to see. Nice to check back to a bit of old school stuff. And it was a tough fight. But now we've got Forbes. Five minutes alone with Callahan. She does that immediately. Stomps him. He revives. Teases a pile driver. No, 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 no. RVD hits him with a kick. She stomps him again. RVD goes out to get a chair. Can't find the chair under the ring. So she has to extemporise a bit, which she does by continuing to stomp. He finally finds it. Callahan revives when he goes up top. Hits him with the chair. Then gets a pile driver on Forbes. And he really, really nailed it. It was safe, but he nailed it. And it, I'm not sure about intergender stuff like this. It was very well done and executed. But even Madison Rain didn't sound sure about that. And neither am I. Okay, your main event. After an Ace Austin and Fulton and the North chat, which is really nothing out of the ordinary. And again, I tell you, Ace Austin can be something out of the ordinary. And so can the North. And Fulton can in a different way. But putting them all together nullifies that. It's a shame and I hope that Ace and Fulton will be on their own singles road very soon. Because Ace is your sleeper champion. Main event. <laughs> Dashwood versus Grace and... Oh dear. Caleb's come out to do the announcement. So if I didn't know who was in it, I wouldn't know it. Oh, hang on. Oh, now he's in the ring. He slowed down his delivery. And actually, it's a good little bit of chat. Well done, Caleb. Let's see if he can keep that up. But he can't. Some botch moves in this. Grace went for a slide and seemed to fall over right at the end. So, um... Dashwood pulled her out and she took a nasty bump on the on the outside. But it came from that botched move where she slid and then seemed to stop. There was a nice neck breaker through the ropes from Dashwood, you know. And I think Dashwood's a great wrestler. And this should work well with, uh, with Jordan Grace. She also hit a reverse DDT, which was executed beautifully. Looked good. 
Now, Grace showed her power, as you might expect. Lots of pushes down. And she planted a Michinoku driver, which really looked solid. There was also a low cross body on Grace when she was slumped in the corner, which is called A Taste of Tanil, and it's one of her finishers. That didn't get the, the, uh, the pin, of course. This is Jordan Grace we're looking at. And although Grace got a bit of offence in, nice spine buster, really whipped that spine buster, really nice. In the end, Caleb gets involved and uh, Tanil picks, picks up the pin with a low kick, which she calls her spotlight kick. And yes, she won and posed in the corner. That match was a good, energetic, fast-paced um, match with lots of nice wrestling moves. And the great thing about tonight is that they are wrestling moves. That's what people seem to forget, isn't it? It's got four out of five. It's keeping up the intensity. Or is it 4.5? Yeah, go on, it's 4.5. Because actually, as I say, it surprised me. Heath surprised me. Caleb surprised me. Some people didn't surprise me. EC3 didn't. EY didn't. I thought he would. thought he was going to. But he ruined that work. And this is really a problem. They're two of the big stars in Impact. But they've got so much working for them that that doesn't stand out so much. So yeah, four and a half out of five. And this is another great night of wrestling TV. Not quite as good as ROH. But getting there and all that competition will certainly make Vince look, won't it? Oh, all right then. It won't. Ta-ta.